Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Ace of Wands and Dionysus's Thyrsus. Today's show will focus on the Two of Wands and Aeneas. Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, wands, and symbols And all of the above Myth, Tarot, Love Welcome to Myth, Tarot, Love, a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. We're talking about the two of wands today. Two. Um, so last week, a little recap, we talked about the ace of wands and how the wands suit uh, would have to do a lot with um, endeavors of passion as well as health and possibly even a little bit of defense mm, yeah. going in there, yeah. right? Um, so today we're talking about the two of wands. And uh, if we also remember, wands are a suit of fire. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so the ace of wands was like our our spark that initiated the fire. The two of wands is kind of like the kindling. Mm. So this is what's... Making it possible for the fire to catch. Imagining a bonfire. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So um, if you know anything about fire, <laughs> you know that um, the spark is not necessarily enough to make it catch fire. It needs something to mm-hmm. actually help it catch yeah. as well. Yeah. So that's a little bit of what the two of wands in a nutshell has to do with. So how does this translate to your life? Uh, well, normally I would say that this card has a lot to do with willpower as well as planning mm-hmm. and setting goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's describe the card a little bit mm-hmm. and see how the symbols match the, those meanings. Okay, so we have a gentleman of some sort who is standing in the middle of this card between two wands. Um, something else I should mention, by the way, is that wands are sometimes referred to as rods. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of tarot decks out there that call the wand suit the rods suit. They kind of, they look like staffs, which yeah. I guess are like a rod. Do you know why they're referred to as, as a rod sometimes or just Not like really. the choice? I, th- so. I think it's more just a choice or maybe like just different translations mm-hmm. or interpretations. Like sometimes, for example, pentacles is called coins. Right. That's true. Like yeah. when I look at these wands, they do, to me, look more like a rod. Like they're longer than what I would imagine a wand to be like. Yeah. Unless you're a wizard and then it's like a wizard staff. Oh. And again, I would think more <laughs> staff, whereas Harry Potter wizard is like, they're shorter. Yeah. Um... I'm not entirely sure why some call it the wand and some call it the the rod. Um, A lot of the cards in the wand suit are long like a staff. Mm -hmm. Every now and then you do get one that's shorter. Like the magician. Like, like, yeah. So the magician actually has one of each. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the magician card, there's actually two wands in it. One is being held and is short in the magician's right hand, which is aiming to the sky. And then the other one is lying on the table, mm-hmm. uh, ready to be used later. And this is very significant for the Two of Wands cards because the fact that the magician actually has two wands in that card mm-hmm. is very often referred to in the actual Two of Wands as well. 
Because um, if you remember, the Magician card also has a lot of the same idea of uh, planning for the future and having all of the power in the world and making it, and you know shaping it and turning it into your into what you want to happen, right? So it's kind of like the the raw power of of the will that is being shaped uh, with the magician, and that's very much also referenced in the two uh, in the two of wands. Um, one of the most prominent references is uh, the actual flowers that are um, in the bottom left corner. You've got lilies and um, what looks like maybe pomegranates or raspberries or grapes. It's kind of hard to tell. Although in, um, so these flowers are on like the robes for the, the magician's robes. Mm -hmm. um, but in this case, it's actually part of the architecture. It looks like, so we mentioned that there's a man standing in between two, two rods and it looks like he's standing on some sort of castle. Like some sort of lookout, mm -hmm. um, lookout area, uh, and the flowers are. Um, it looks like they're some sort of banner, or maybe even etched into uh, where he's standing. So it's kind of like the magician is literally forming the base by which um, the the two of wands is standing mm, there. So we've cool, got kind yeah. of those symbols happening there. Um, lilies tend to represent. Uh, they be a, they're a very strong symbol of change and transformation, uh, in particular the transformation of life and death. Uh, lilies are very prominent for Christians out there as a flower of Easter. Um, also, lilies are sometimes referred uh, are often used for brides as well, like kind of a transition to married life, I guess. <laughs> um, and then made into a matron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then uh, the raspberries. Uh, I looked up what the symbolism for the raspberries was, and it actually has a tendency to uh, be connected both with blood, um, which, you know, makes sense, I think, in this card as, like, being a life force kind of uh, fluid, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you will, but it can also represent kindness. Um, and I think that's very important when you are making decisions. Of course, kindness is a a value that I hold very dearly. I believe kindness is the kind of thing that tends to um, create positive actions wherever you go. As long as you're being kind, you, it's it's the kind of thing that tends to come back at you. You don't really realize, even if you don't really realize it, or you're not you don't you don't be you're not being kind because you want something in return. Mm -hmm. Let's just put it that way. Anyways, okay, let's continue describing this card. Um, so the man is standing between two wands. He's on a lookout. He is overlooking this very lush landscape. Um, there are some mountains in the distance, but there's also this really beautiful lake. Um, it looks like there's even some uh, fields below him that are ready to be sown, but they're not quite sown yet. Um, kind of similar to the... Uh, the Knight of Pentacles, actually, like the overseeing of the, the land. Um, and then, yeah, we have lots of very lush, lush landscape, like lots of greenery happening and even a little tiny house of some sort, which uh, tends to represent um, security, <laughs> like the, the security in order to get started, as well as lots of, um, lots of good resources available in order to get started. Um, and I think most prominently is in the man's right hand, he's holding what looks like to be a globe. 
Um, it, it could also be kind of a crystal ball type of thing, but when you look at it, it, it really does seem to have what looks like uh, some sort of map on it. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it looks like he's literally holding the right like, the, the world in his right hand, right? Which is a very strong... The world's strong... at his fingertips. <laughs> exactly. The world is at his fingertips. He's, he, he has all of the power, all of the will to have his, his desires come, become a reality and his goals become a reality. Um, yeah, so that's very much this idea of having all of this willpower, all of this energy coming forth. Um, it's When this card appears you really should be taking action. <laughs> okay, so it's more of yeah. an action card. It's definitely an action card. Um, so it, it's it's an action card, but it's also an action, like setting a goal can be an action. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just about like thinking about what you want to happen. It's very much the, okay, here's the plan and following the plan and like getting started, right? Like if you, like let's, Let's use the fire as a symbol again. If you are just wanting the fire to happen, it's not really going to yeah. happen. <laughs> you have to do something to get it going. Exactly. So we have the spark, which was the ace of wands, and just having a spark isn't enough, mm -hmm. right? You need to have something to let that fire catch, um, and you also need to have something to kind of like... And you also need to have some prep, something prepared so that it will continue to catch and become a more stable flame, right? Um, at the stage of the two of wands, the flame is not really stable yet, but this is the moment where you have to really get that kindling in as soon as you can to make sure that spark is really going to, to catch hold and, and become a, a steadier flame. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Knight of Swords in a way. A little bit, yeah. Well, the Knight of Swords had a lot of that, like, action and energy mm -hmm. going on. and um, Although, the Knight of Swords wouldn't be patient enough, I think, for, okay. the, for the Two of Wands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Knight of Swords <laughs> would be like, whatever, we don't need heat. We're just going to keep on moving in the night and we're not going to rest, right? <laughs> um, whereas uh, the, 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 two, the Two of Wands is very much more like, this is what I want in my life. And... I'm going to do the things that are needed in order to make sure they happen. Okay. Um, and once again, uh, I would say that the two of wands often appears to people who are setting goals, especially for health, like mm -hmm. health related goals. Um, the wands definitely have a lot to do with health <laughs> in general. Um, so this card can definitely appear to someone who is setting goals for a, a healthier lifestyle. Um, Oh, of course, it can also appear in other situations. The twos in general uh, often have to do with decisions. They they have to do with uh, decision making, balance. Balance mm -hmm. is often um, referenced in the twos as well, and also relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's there's often relationships that are being referenced in the twos. In this case, the two of the relationship that's being um, talked about in the two of wands is a little bit of a warning. Um, and it's it's saying that you should be aware of relationships where all of the power is on one side. Mm. Like if one person has all of the power um, or has all of the control, then the two of wands is saying beware of this kind of relationship. Mm. Um, and it very much talks about balancing. Um, like if, if, if you do have two people coming together, making sure that there is a balance of power and, and will and abilities between both those people. Yeah, so that would 
I would say that's probably one of the things that's being referenced most often when this card appears as like a an obstacle card. <laughs> uh, but it could also mean, it, it could also represent the obstacle of actually setting goals and envisioning what it is that you want to do. Or maybe you're spending too much time envisioning and not enough time acting, Doing, yeah. acting on that vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it is a little bit more complex of a card, I would say out of the other twos that we've looked at. Um, but the decision factor is very much the setting of goals. And um, having having the end in mind uh, when you're getting started. Begin with the end in mind. Mm. <laughs> One of the seven habits of highly effective people, <laughs> which I read as a young person, and uh, every now and then all the habits come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this card is very much a like uh, a card about making sure that your goals are going to happen. Uh, yes, cool. so what story does this remind you of? So this Maybe. reminds me of the of Aeneas or the Aeneid. So Aeneas was a mythical figure mm -hmm. um, that I'm going to talk about today and talk about his journey. Because, um, yeah, when I was looking at this card, it made me think of journey, journeys and a little bit of the fool, like starting out. Yeah, yeah, like the fool um, was having... definitely referenced in the Ace of, in the Ace of Wands. Yeah. And it's kind of referenced in the, in the Magician, too, mm -hmm. when we think about that and the magician's definitely in the two of wands yes but They're just all connected yeah having that that goal in mind so mm -hmm. um yeah so i'll give a bit of background and then we'll talk um a bit about the aeneid of course it is a much larger and longer story so i'm just going to hit the highlights <laughs> today but yes. definitely recommend reading it if you guys have the chance and the want um, so yeah, so Aeneas was a Trojan War hero um, on the side of the Trojans, and he was one of the few survivors of the Siege of Troy by the Greeks. So okay. after they won, most people died, um, except for Aeneas, um, along with his son and father. He kind of carried them away out of the city. So wait, was Aeneas a real person? Uh, no, a mythical. Mythical person. Mythical person, okay. yes. Just like all the Trojan War. I mean, that's a whole other debate. Whole debate. Is it true or not? Did yeah. it happen? Did it not? Um, mm -hmm. Regardless of whether it did or didn't, I mean, the people that are in the stories, are, that's... They're, they're still, they're real characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're real characters. Real characters okay, that so. have been around. And um, that's interesting. he was actually mentioned in Homer's Iliad as well. Okay. And so him, him and his father and son escaped. Um, his wife kind of died in the escape, Aww. unfortunately. Um, and some other refugees from the city also um, went with him. He Sounds he, like it was a rough escape. Oh, yeah, for sure. Most <laughs> most didn't. Um, so, yeah, so this escape, as well as his journey to found a new empire and people um, become the and become the mythical ancestor of the Romans, uh, is outlined in the epic poem called the Aeneid. Okay. Which was written by Virgil between 29 and 19 BCE. The Aeneid uh, and the Aeneas it sounds like it was a little bit connected to his story. Yes, well, same <laughs> with Odysseus and the Odyssey. Yeah, it's go figure. A play on yes. And I wonder if this if this story is about Aeneas. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> so yeah, definitely you'll see throughout that. Um, Virgil definitely connects back to other epic poems, especially Thaliad and the Odyssey, right. um, throughout. So, 
A um, little bit about Aeneas. He was the son of Prince Anchises um, and the goddess Aphrodite. Oh, nice. A.K.A. Venus. So, so he actually was a demi a demigod. Yes. Yeah. But we don't really see um, this very much. So we see normally a male god and mortal female. Yeah. Um, really only Achilles is the other one right right off the top of my head. I'm sure there are others um, that With they a have female, a female like a, deity and a male mortal fa- father. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tale of their, their her, his parents' union is in the Homeric Hymn to Aphrodite, which is quite an amusing <laughs> tale. And I'm not going to go into detail here. I might in the future, um, but just in <laughs> case you guys want to look it up, it's a really good one. It's my favorite one. <laughs> of the Homeric hymns. The, hi- the Homeric hymn to Aphrodite. Yes. All right, yeah. There's a lot of... Never mind. Yes. <laughs> a lot of risky, risque, <laughs> risque stuff. Risque things. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, so Aeneas has a pretty good start in life, um, as well as some divine help throughout his journey um, and his life because of his mother and his connection there. Yeah. It's a, it's a good family to be born into, the gods. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, but his main tale, um, like I said, does come from the Aeneid, um, where he is commanded by the gods to flee Troy upon its destruction and travel to Italy to become um, the, I guess, ancestors of Troy. Of the, sorry. Of the Trojans. Of the Trojans. There we go. Um, so, like the Two of Wands and the Fool, like I said, we really start to see the start of the quest and the goal. Mm-hmm. The goal was in mind before. He didn't just, you know, flee. He yeah. had his end in mind um, along the way. Um, but also, like the Two of Wands, he definitely gets sidetracked and has t- to be redirected towards his final goal. Yeah, that's something I didn't mention very much, but yeah, it, it is true. And the Two of Wands... Um, it's about getting it's about getting started but not necessarily going on the right track immediately. <laughs> um, it's just about getting started and, and knowing what you want in mind and if you get off track later you can get back on track. Yeah. 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 Exactly, which we'll definitely see here. That's- that's very much part of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so he yeah, definitely has to get redirected towards his goals, which most of the time he does get from the gods, especially Hera or Juno, as she's referred to in the Aeneid. Mm-hmm. Um, several of his attempts to find a new home um, definitely failed him. So he stopped in Sicily as well as Carthage after many years of wandering across the Mediterranean. I think it was about seven years of just kind of... Just wandering. Wandering, trying to figure out where do I go, what do I do. Um, but once he reached... So so all you, you 20-somethings out there, you know, it, seven years to figure out what you're doing isn't that long. It really isn't. <laughs> nope. Um, so when he got to Carthage, he met the Carthaginian queen, Dido. Um, and really, he, he would have stayed here for good. Um, with some help from Cupid, Aeneas and Dido fell madly in love, and she asked him and his followers to stay. Mm. Um, Aeneas was, again, more than happy with this, but, again, the gods <laughs> interfered, and the messenger god Mercury, or Hermes, was sent by Jupiter, um, Zeus, Zeus yeah. and Venus um, to remind Aeneas of his true purpose and journey and convinced him to leave in secret. Oh. Um, unfortunately, when Dido learned what had happened, she cursed Aeneas and his descendants, the Romans, um, that they would make enemies 
of one another forever, um, which is basically kind of like a mythical explanation of the Punic Wars that happened later between Rome and Carthage. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Whoa, so they have like an actual myth that says like the god, this, this, this curse. This is where it's coming from, this yeah. This mythological curse is the reason for their war. Yeah. That's that's pretty epic. That is pretty epic. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Another I, don't, cool... I don't really know many wars now that were started by a myth. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it happened... Well, again, this is like one of those like explanations, yeah, right? Like a mythic explanation. A mythic explanation. But another thing that I thought it was cool, I didn't mention it. Um, but Aeneas is mentioned, like I said, in the Iliad and as a founder of like a new race, or I don't think they use the word Romans, I should have looked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but this so that was written in like seven fifty ish BCE. Yeah. They would have had no contact with like at that point is when we think Rome would have like started but that was like yeah. kind of the foundations of, had of begun Rome. so it's just kind of really neat that it had been mentioned but they didn't really know that that was actually the case that, that was if actually that, does that, that make sense so like it wasn't really so what when this was written the Punic Wars hadn't necessarily this no the Aeneid yes I'm talking yeah. about the Iliad now the Iliad was written like 700 years before the Aeneid was written oh okay yeah. So it's, I'm not explaining myself well, but that's okay. <laughs> Crazy coincidence. Done. <laughs> um, sorry. So back to Dido. This is actually really, like, it's my favorite part of the Aeneid, but it's also really sad. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, she found out, she cursed them, um, and then she did commit suicide um, by stabbing herself, apparently, with the same sword she had given Aeneas when they first met. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She was really heartbroken. She was super, super heartbroken, um, and I think Aeneas could actually see the like smoke from her funeral pyre as he was sailing away oh that's so that's devastating yeah yeah it was very sad and she because she wasn't going to marry anyone else or be with anyone else she actually had a husband previously and he died and it was a big yeah. sad thing and again they go over all of this and the Aeneas. but Aeneas had to leave because the gods told him to yeah they're like yeah. okay this is nice but this is not what you're meant to do this is you not where you're meant to be you, to keep you need to go so again just that little like divine push um, so after the events in Carthage, Aeneas went back to Sicily um, and then along the western coast of Italy where he descended to the underworld, which is, again, a common motif in epic poetry. And if you guys remember, um, Odysseus did this in the Odyssey. We talked about that yeah. in a previous episode. Yeah. So and there's there, descending into the underworld also happens in the tarot. But, yes, as we, exactly. As we discussed yes. in the Major Arcana. Yep. Um, with the death card and mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, it's, things are coming back. Um, so, from here, Aeneas um, was welcomed by Latinus, the king of Latium. I know it's a very mm-hmm. inventive. <laughs> um, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, here we find out that Latinus's daughter, Lavinia, um, was promised to marry Turnus, who was king of the Rutuli. Um, but Latinus received a prophecy that Lavinia um, should be betrothed to a foreigner, um, which Aeneas kind of fit that bill. So he, he fit the, the description. <laughs> the description instead. better, exactly. So uh, Latinus, he did the prophecy, which I mean, if, ever, if we've learned anything else, is that's 
what you yeah. want to do. You want to to do you what the prophecy says. You want to follow the prophecy. Follow whatever the gods tell you. Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, that really pissed off Turnus. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It just sounds like Anus just like uh, you know caused trouble wherever he went. Yeah, like, a little bit. Everywhere little he bit. went, he just he caused some sort of ruckus. Mm-hmm. Um. So then Turnus uh, declared war. On Aeneas. Um, Wait, did the, so did Aeneas actually get married to Lavinia? Uh, I'll get there. Yeah, okay. Get there. <laughs> so uh, he declared war on Aeneas, who had, again, some people with him, but also the help of Latinus's, um men. Yeah. Um, and he was able to win and actually killed Turnus. Um, wow. And in kind of like a fit of rage. And that's actually where the Aeneid ends, kind of rather ab- abruptly. They're like on the battlefield. He kills them, and like I feel like that's not the end. (laughs) That can't be the end. I know that's the end. Oh, Uh, it's very unsatisfying. (laughs) That Aeneid. Yeah, I. You know that's where fan fiction comes in, right? (laughs) You gotta finish the Aeneid. Which is funny that you say that because that's kind of what this is. Oh, it's so it's, like, of, already... But, you know, yeah. like, Aeneas was already a mythical figure. The gods were already figures that in common stories, and yeah. this is kind of his own And Aeneas was, like, it. already mentioned previously. Ex- oh, yeah, definitely. So it's like they just took Aeneas and, like, made fan fiction about him? Kind of, but for <laughs> political propaganda, so... Okay, to explain the, the Punic Wars. Known to, um, actually to help... Um, Augustus and his propaganda, um, because okay, well, I'm going to continue and then, and and then it'll be explained and then it'll make sense. So okay, Aeneas, because you're thinking, okay, how is this connected to the founding of Rome? Yeah, so he is connected through his son Ascinus, um, who was with him also, but he is also known as Julius or Julius. So Julius founded Alba Longa and was. The first of many kings there who and he who eventually um, had a woman named Rhea Silvia, who was the mother of Romulus and Remus. Okay. And Romulus was the again the mythical founder of Rome. Whoa. Yeah. So okay. he so Aeneas is connected to the foundation of to Rome. To the foundation of Rome, like through his descendants. Um and again, uh, many <laughs> episodes ago, I had mentioned that Augustus was um, the first emperor. The first emperor, but he was adopted by Julius, his uncle Julius Caesar, Julius okay. of the Julian clan. Who again, um, he kind of so this connected is the same his Julius. Aunt. This is not the same. No, no, no. This is like again. Um, this is just like the Julius clan. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So he is, so Augustus is trying to connect himself to the Julian clan who connects to Aeneas and through the foundations and also again Aeneas's mom, remember, is Venus. Right. So Augustus is saying there's a divine There's the divine connection, the the connection with the founders, like I am like meant to be in this position. Wow. Okay, so like So that's why the Aeneid was written. So Virgil and Livy were two of the writers that Augustus, well, through a mediator, kind of bought (laughs) and was like, write me something that's, like, good. (laughs) That'll, like, put me in a good light kind of thing. Write me something that makes me look good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense that the Aeneid exists then. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I, I definitely see the connection with the two of wands with the whole idea of going on a journey and, uh, and just pushing through mm-hmm. on that journey and, and even if you're getting distracted along the way. Yes. Um, and again, yeah, there's yeah. lots more distractions and struggles along the way. This is like the cliff cliff notes. <laughs> yeah. And, version. and honestly, like, I think a lot of, I think in myth, like the interpretation of the gods telling you to go somewhere, um, like. I think a modern version of that is saying follow your passion. Like, I think follow your passion, follow your intuition. Yeah, like you follow, know, if you, yeah, having those goals that that you do want to set, and mm-hmm. that's that's very much in in the fire element. Yeah, is this idea of following your passion mm-hmm. and following your, um, not so much intuition. That's more cups. <laughs> oh, but, I guess so. But, yeah, but like instincts and mm-hmm. are, are there as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, like following, following where you, where you feel like you belong. Yeah. Right. And uh, the two of wands does not promise it's going to be a, uh, an easy road. Uh, but the two of wands says that if you are, um, if, if you have enough willpower, you can you overcome can those challenges. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something else I think that's kind of really interesting about the two of wands, uh, just kind of backtracking a little bit because I, f- I forgot to mention it is the fact that the Two of Wands does focus a lot on the past as well as the future. Mm-hmm. There, once again, we're, we're balancing between past and future here. Um, but the reason why it focuses so much on the past when we're looking at the card is because the figure is facing towards the left of the card. And I've always thought this was kind of interesting mm-hmm. because when we set goals, we tend to think a lot about the future. So I would have thought that there would definitely have been more focus on the right side of this card unless you're unless you're setting the goal to kind of prevent what happened in the past from happening again maybe or sort of just yeah. like with the past in mind yeah i think maybe. i think in this case it's saying set goals that reflect your past mm. so reflect like reflect on the past in order to set goals for the future mm. um and i think it's also saying look to the past so that you know how the f- because the past repeats itself right right, right. Um, so I, I think that's kind of what's being said here with the two of wands. And I've always thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, because oftentimes when we have cards in the tarot that talk about setting goals, that talk about planning, they are very much focused on the future side. Yeah. Um, but this is one of those cards that does focus a little bit more on the past Mm -hmm. as well as the future. So I just wanted to throw that in there before I before I got too ahead of myself, but it, it kind of reminded me of that um, when we were talking about um, how Augustus used the Aenid to try and say that his past justified him pursuing the, his future mm-hmm. uh, as an emperor. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of an interesting little connection there. and I, 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 It reminded me of the two of wands being so past-focused yeah. as well. Um, how are we doing on time? We're, oh, we're there. We're good on time. Um, yeah, I could just talk. I I can talk about a lot of these <laughs> wand cards for a long time, honestly, because See, they, we have like quite a few more. <laughs> we do. Yeah, they they tend to be a little bit more complex. Um, I find um, just the wands in general being a suit that represents goals and <laughs> goals and passion and health. I think are are definitely some complex subjects mm-hmm, um, definitely yeah anyways yeah so 
Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. Yes, all of our information is always on the show notes, so you can reach us Instagram, Facebook group, um, email, anywhere you like. We would also love, love, love if you would leave us a review. <laughs> yeah, we actually have this bet going on right now. Um, we've recently reached 40,000 listens, Yay. which we are very happy about. You guys are awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but we're wondering if we're going to reach either 50,000 listens first or five reviews on iTunes. <laughs> and, we, and we only need two more we reviews have, we have to three, get there. We have three reviews on <laughs> iTunes. We just need two more. Um, so it's either five reviews first or 50,000 listens first. Let's, uh... Set your bets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that will be really fun. Yeah, we'll let you know. We'll, yeah, we'll let, let you know who we're, where we get to first. Yeah, we haven't really set, put, placed our bets yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that'll be fun. Anyways, yes. So um, next week we're looking at the Three of Wands, mm -hmm. which um, I think is a very also a very complex card, um, but a very useful one as well. Anyways, um, our... Words of wisdom for today come from the motivational speaker Og Mandino. Failure will never overtake me if my determination to succeed is strong enough. about stories, wants, and symbols, and all of the above. Myth, tale.